Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Creative people and how they do what they do is what I love to talk about and who I love to talk to. And today my guests are a, a team. Arielle Rubin and Juliana Patel, they created a game together, designed a game called Escape Room in a Box. It's available at Target and all other kinds of, uh, of retail outlets out there, Amazon. And it's a super fun game to play because I got to try it. So um, before we get to them, though, I want to apologize for taking so long to post a podcast. I know I didn't mean to do this, people. I um, I got really busy writing the, the podcast Imagined Life. Um, and uh, a couple of interviews got scheduled and then fell through. And then we've got the game You Don't Know My Life. Uh, they're arriving this week from the manufacturer, and so we have to turn them around and send them out. So anyway, a lot on my plate. I'm sorry that I haven't uh, gotten a podcast up in a while. My longest uh, lapse ever. And Enzo, my dog, is looking at me like, we haven't sat on the bed and recorded anything in a long time, but here we are doing it. So um, thanks for your patience. And uh, as I mentioned, the game, You Don't Know My Life, um, our pre-order campaign is over. Thank you to everyone that pre-ordered. We'll be getting the games out this week or early next week. And it's not too late to get a game, however. You can still go to the website, youdon'tknowmylifegame.com. We ordered some extras, so we'll be able to sell them through the website. Uh, we just can't guarantee you'll get it in time for Christmas um, because we're getting our pre-orders out first. So thanks, everybody, for that. And here, without any further ado, are Ariel Rubin and Juliana Patel. And their company name, by the way, is Wild Optimists. And they tell us why in the podcast. Hey there, I'm coming to you from the beautiful San Fernando Valley home of Ariel Rubin. And she and her partner, uh, Juliana Patel, they're a team and they've created this really cool thing together called Escape Room in a Box. And now <laughs> it's in stores. Yes, it's on the shelf at Target. I drag my kids there every single time we go to Target. I'm like, we're visiting mom's game. <laughs> I know. Do you just stand there and look at it? I, that was one of my questions because Jeff and I, you know Jeff Havens, and we've created a game together. And right now we're in that sort of phase that you guys were in where we, you know, raising funds and stuff like that. But when I go into Target, I daydream about it. I kind of look at the shelves of the games and kind of wish it there. But yes. now you've had the moment. We totally did that before, too. Like, we would go and look and see, like, Pandemic and Ticket to Ride and Catan and, like, our game is going to be there. It's going to be there someday. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's Juliana's voice, just so you can tell that, yes. that we have the... Uh, Good the luck. Voice, the voice differences. Yeah. Uh, we I've been... talk to each other so much that sometimes I can't tell the difference. <laughs> right. Between... Actually, today, uh, for some reason, Juliana's vo voicemail was playing while I was talking to her. Right. And I thought it was my voice in the background. Yeah. That literally happened an hour ago. <laughs> wow. So how did you guys first meet? Well, my best friend from high school met Juliana out in L.A., and when we were both pregnant, she was like, okay, you two are both pregnant and you are the most competitive people that I know. You two should definitely meet at a werewolf night. He says to be friends, but we're convinced it was he was looking for like a battle royale. Right, he was we looking for a We were both hormonal yeah. and competitive. Right. <laughs> true. So what is a werewolf night exactly? Oh, so if you've never played Werewolf, it's a game like Mafia, okay, where yeah. there's oh, like sure. good guys and bad guys, and people are lying to each other, and right. you're trying to figure out who the good guys and who the bad guys are. I have played Mafia, so it's okay. similar to Mafia. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. And 
as you might know from playing Mafia, often you leave not liking people you gender, <laughs> like you started out liking. Yeah. So people who are just strangers at the beginning of the night, there's no, there's really no chance that you'll like. But you guys came out great. Right? It worked out in the end. Um, yeah, actually, we named the game the Werewolf Experiment as like a tip of the hat to the fact that we met. Met at a werewolf, werewolf party. Did you yeah. did you remember talking afterwards and like sort of exchanging info? Um, did one of you kill the other during the game? Oh. I don't remember. I'll bet Arielle thought I was guilty because she just always puts it out there in the world that right. I am the guilty one always, no matter what. Like before the cards get dealt, she's like, right. guys, Juliana's a werewolf. Right. I will point out that I'm not the one saying this right now. Right. <laughs> Somebody is outing herself as always being the werewolf, which is fine. It's it's cool for you to do yeah. that. I'm, the odds are never in your favor. I've You're decided to, to get ahead of it because at least if I put it out there, I can say it like, isn't that crazy? Right. As opposed to Ariel actually seeding it and people having it in their brain that I'm right. You're doing the damage. You're doing preemptive yeah, damage control. Exactly. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ariel, do you have the Target moment as well, where you go into the store? My local Target does not carry the game. What the f? Every other Target. So I go to the one that's just a mile north. Of okay. Every other Target, like in a in a radius, carries the game except right. for my local one. I've complained. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go into a store that has it. I um I turn the box around so I can see my name. Yes. So it's like even the, no. it's like even more the height of hubris or whatever. But I love like like that's me. That's me. I, I've actually made store clerks. Like I went and it wasn't on the shelf, but the tag was there. Right. And so I was like, Oh, do you guys have escape room in a box? Right. And he looks around and it was like, Oh, uh, let me call the other guy. And the other guy goes and like goes into the back and comes out with it. And came out with two and hand, put one on the shelf and handed one to me. And I was like, um, you can actually put both of them <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Did Funny you tell them story. the yes. I did. No, I, I was like, I, I actually made it. No, they were like, oh, that's so cool. They were very nice. But I was like, put both of them on yeah. there. So they said they were the last ones they had in stock. That's so good that they that were out. Good. But yeah. it's good that you got them back on the shelf. I've written a couple books and I would go into bookstores and like, do the thing where it's the one that faces front. Like, yeah. You know, do you guys do any of your positioning when you see them in stores? You know, I haven't, but we have really great fans, like our Kickstarter <laughs> backers and also our family, and people will text us, like, pictures, or um, I guess through Kickstarter, so I don't know how, like, message us right. pictures of saying, well, it was down here, but I moved it up there. Look. That's so <laughs> or, of course, like, my mom was like, well, yours was there, and then there was an empty spot. So I just filled the empty spot with another copy of the game. So it's there, like, multiple times. That's so thrilling. So yeah. go to the very beginning of you guys having this idea for, for doing an escape room in a box. Like, how did you think of it? So I became obsessed with escape rooms. Like before they were called escape rooms. Right. It was just like a story room. And I went Wait, and I was and we like, should stop here a minute. The story room was done by Two Bit Circus. Oh, yeah. Where right. we met you. Where we met you. Yes. That's awesome. It's well, all coming together. I met him elsewhere, but yes. Oh, well. <laughs> I, where a, I met him. I did a play test of your second uh, your second version, your sequel. Oh right. I couldn't make that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Um but so I was like obsessed because uh, I I've always been super into games um, but I was a mom like a fairly new mom of two kids 
and I just didn't have, you know, like I love investing all the hours in the video games and that takes, you know, takes forever, <laughs> like takes months to do it. And I didn't have that time anymore, but I still wanted something that was going to engage my brain. Right. Um, so I did the first one. I was obsessed. Um, I had my birthday party at the next one I could find. Arielle came to that. That was her first escape room. Oh, you're skipping the whole A-team story. Oh, well, she came to the birthday because I got to invite, like, 12 people to that one. Right. But there were, you know, most of the other ones are, like, four to six people. Right. So I had my A team of people who I thought. Which was not me. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I did uh, kill you that first werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. You might have. Um, but, yeah, so she originally wasn't on that team. But then, you know, people would call in sick or whatever, and I'd... Bring her, bring her up from the benches, and uh, yeah, promote she, her. Yeah, she eventually the earned her earned her spot on varsity. Also, yeah. the A team were not. The A team was fantastic. The A team was fantastic. What's your favorite <laughs> escape room locally? Oh, it's so hard. Have to you say. done just a ton? Oh, we've done over a hundred and fifty. Wow! I, I, I want to say recently four stand. So many oh, that's okay. Some I'll say this. Okay, all right, yeah. big LA, group, LA right, and... big group stash house. Yeah. Yes. If you have Excellent. a big group, and because there's so few that accommodate a big group. Right. And that one you really need, like, it's just so dense and, like, yeah. packed with things to do. You definitely yeah, need Yeah, I got to do that group. one. Oh, nice. Early, when they were testing it and stuff. It was oh, cool. Very cool. I love the atmosphere. And yeah. I got to be the person at the end that did the thing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I felt very good about that moment. Uh, yeah. That is very exciting. Probably the first time in your life you did that. Maybe. I think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, and then if you want to do a great mini marathon of rooms, Evil Genius and Hatch Escape Rooms are like a block away from each other, and that's four rooms that are all excellent. All Where are they located? Uh, so they are right... I, I don't know if it's Mid-Wilshire. It's like okay. south of Mid-Wilshire, okay. essentially. Like nice. if you are down... I think they're off Pico and like yeah. somewhere around La Brea, right. somewhere in that area. In the city. Yeah. Cool. And then out in the valley, we love um, Escape Chronicles and Arcane Escape are excellent. Also top excellent. Notch, yeah. yeah. I love that. You guys are the experts. <laughs> so then when do you get the idea to figure out a home version? So we were both moms at the time. Right. And this is like 20... 14, 2015? Yeah, they were just getting it started. It was brand new, so nobody knew if they would make any money. Right. So Are all... these things going to fizzle and, Yeah. You know... Right. So all of the escape rooms were located in these terrible neighborhoods. Like, you know, I'd have to call somebody to ask them to, you know, get me from my car, bad right. neighborhoods. Uh, and so you have that. You have that babysitters are expensive. They make right. an already expensive hobby even more expensive. Um, and Juliana was hosting these game nights every couple weeks. Yeah, I was used to having people come over, you know, for Werewolf and other board games. And so we were like, well, why don't we just do one at home? And that way, at least I wouldn't have to get a babysitter. Right. And it would, you know, uh, it would be fun. So we started looking around and it just, we could not find it. Nobody anywhere. had done it yet. Yeah. And we were like, the people who play escape rooms and the people who play games at home are probably the same exact people right so there should be an at-home version of an escape room and so you thought well, let's do this yeah yeah it was just too good of an idea not to do it like yeah. it just felt like 
this has to exist. We should make it. Like exist. if you didn't do it, you'd always it would always bug you. Like I yeah. had that idea. Yes. You have you. It's almost like when that thing drops in your head, you have to do it. Yeah, totally. Like the Truman Show. I always thought <laughs> my life was being filmed. Right. And then the Truman Show came out, and I was like, man, they stole they the idea. You. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time. You guys got in there on the ground floor. This time we were there. Okay. You're like, we're gonna do an escape room in a box. You sit down, you got your notebook. What's the no, first thing you no. do? That's sit it. Sit down with a notebook. <laughs> you don't sounds, sit down with a notebook? That sounds so peaceful and I know. calm. That sounds lovely. Like yeah. maybe we're at a coffee shop too. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe we'd you've slept got kid, in. you got a kid in <laughs> yeah. one hand. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. we were right out there in the front yard. Nice. Juliana was pushing one of our children in the swing while the other one was like pulling on her leg to be pushed. And I did have a notebook and a pencil. You did have a notebook Somebody and a pencil. I really feel like there has to be a notebook. There was a notebook. Okay. It's just like there were also papers flying around and chickens. She has chickens in her yard. Okay. So like there were small children and chickens and papers. But yes, it was us talking through um, basically everything that we love about escape rooms. Right. And what is it that we think makes them so magical and so addictive. Right. And then how do you put it in a box? Right. Because part of what makes it so magical often is walking into an amazing set. And yeah, the production experiencing, value. Yeah, and being the hero in your own movie. So how can you possibly do that in your own living room? And I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, so we, you know, we tried to come up with a narrative where it makes sense why you're in your own living room, but the right. stakes are still high. Um, and then we definitely wanted to capture, like, the, for us, I think one of the fa absolute favorite things is the aha moments. Where, right. you know, things that you never expected turn into something, and it's just this delightful surprise. So we really focused on how do we kind of capture that feeling. Right. Now, with Jeb and I, my game, we have cards, we have paper and pencils, things you can get. For your game, you have to have stuff, so plastic stuff. things. <laughs> like, already, I'm, I'm like, I'm out. I, like, I, how do you I was saying, you are so brilliant for your, you know, the first game that you manufactured being, like, cards and paper and pencils. You know, which is, which is our line, and we say that, but come on. Like, honestly, our game is the one that most replicates an escape room because of the physical objects we have. Yeah. Yes. Because we have real locks. We have real boxes. We have um, things that are hidden. Yeah. Um, not just like, can you find it because it's on a card? There are yeah. things that are hidden. Yeah. Um, but yes, that means we have what? 32? 34 items. On our bill of materials, it's 34, 34 items. items. And yeah, manufacturing. So that's... But also like... To, to do like prototypes. Oh, the and prototypes. Stuff like that that yeah. sounds like a <laughs> it was so much like internetting and ninety nine cent store and Ariel's husband has this you know blacksmithing shop. I in met him back. earlier and you yeah. were saying that he can make stuff. Yeah, so he literally like we got the tins and then he drilled holes through all of the tins and boxes so that we could actually lock them. Wow. Um. Yeah. What's interesting is that we created a game that we could manufacture in the garage because, you know, we thought that that's what we were going to do, similar right. to you and Jeb. Right. Uh, and the difference between the materials you can get and what's easy to do in my garage, or actually a lot of it was done on the dining room table, right. um, <laughs> versus when we licensed it to Mattel and what's easy for them to do is not 
completely different, but it's incredibly different. So right. just one quick example, stickers. Stickers are so great for us at right. home, but stickers are very expensive for um, because they're labor. Yeah. Like they have right. to print them out and they have to put them on. Right. For us, we weren't really counting labor as a cost. It's right. just me. Yeah. It's just <laughs> putting it on. Yeah. I love that. So you guys do a Kickstarter. Yeah. And are you anxious going in? Are you like, I find they're very stressful things. So we have very different answers to this question. Okay. Uh, for me, Juliana, um, I was so nervous. And I was like, we have worked so hard on this and we have yeah. put so much time and energy and effort into it and you know spent all this money like making all those prototypes right, and like what if it fails what if it just doesn't go anywhere and I was you know telling my husband and he's giving me the speech of like you know you made a game and the people who played it really liked it and that's an accomplishment in and of itself right. and I was like this is the failure speech don't give me the <laughs> failure speech exactly. we haven't even launched yet yeah um so I was super nervous I was not <laughs> I mean our goal just covered making like 200 games we were gonna right. sell 200 games yeah first of all let's take a step back here yeah. And realize that Juliana is like the most research micro. Yes, like, I did all the person. research, and all the research said if you're gonna launch a Kickstarter, you need to have a mailing list of you know hundreds of thousands or not hundreds of thousands, but like hundreds or thousands of names of people who you know are going to buy your game on day one. All of your playtesters, you think of a right like your game. Yeah. I play your game at a friend's house. I'm like, this was so fun. I played it at a convention. I loved it. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Right. Our game, you can solve it once. There's some replayability, and we can talk about that in a bit. But you know, like the vast majority of our playtesters had already solved it. So right. didn't we didn't think they were gonna buy the game. A lot of them actually did end up buying the game because they were like it was so much fun. I want to give it to my friends. Like right. I loved it. Um, but going in with the research saying you need to have X many number right. of people who are going to buy on day one. We didn't have that. I was nervous. However, the research, if you read, there's some amazing blogs out there where people have generously put all of their experience right. and really everything you could what possibly we learned, want to know. What we did wrong, what we did right. Yeah. So like Jamie Stegmeier and James Matthew are of the big ones and if anyone is ever doing a Kickstarter like these guys are just incredibly generous the with their knowledge yeah. they are okay. <laughs> um, so they've put together these blogs and Juliana said okay they say that we should do these things and we did the things right and you know we didn't say oh our game is different because of this so that's not applicable to us we took you know we made a number of prototypes we sent eight billion personalized emails to blogs, to podcasts, um, various reviewers to mm -hmm. see if they would review the game. Uh, and and we sent prototypes, we, you know, we sent prototypes out. But I mean, I feel like we launched, we launched um, in February on a Wednesday, right about uh, once everyone was in the office right. um, from the East and West Coast sent an email to everyone just asking for a dollar, all of these little tricks right. uh, that are listed on the blog. And we're like, okay, this is great. Like there's, there's a checklist there's the, here. Yeah, we we'll can follow it. On the list. Yeah. And so I'm, I, and we had a really great idea that nobody had done. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I was not nervous, especially by the day we launched, I wasn't nervous because we had been um, already getting in the reviews and they were all good. That's awesome. So how long does your campaign run? Like a month? Yeah, a month. month. Yeah, about it's 30 like days. Yeah. Uh, when when that's on, are you just like hustling? What can we say? In oh my gosh. Like it's literally like you're running a marathon. I would literally right? be like holding a baby, bouncing. I put the laptop up on the dresser, trying to just bounce away because I was on the computer all the time. Like we <laughs> wanted to respond to every single comment that right. anyone wrote. We sent a thank you message to every single backer. We had over two thousand backers. We sent each of them a thank you message for backing. It was it was nonstop, and also then trying to keep ramping up the publicity because as the Kickstarter really took off, um, we found there were some blogs that had originally not responded to us, and then once we could email and say, "Hey, we already have X many backers and this much funding," you know, are you sure you're not interested? Yeah. Like some of them turned around and were like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay, we'll they, take a look." Do it. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. exactly, because it's a small community. So right. as they saw oh, this other reviewer who I know and really trust really liked that game. Right. Yeah, sure, send it over. We actually got one. So we funded in 14 hours, which was really you, you cool. You funded in 14 hours. You made your goal. What yeah. was your goal, if I may ask? 19,500. Is what you needed to make the game. Yes. That was what we needed to purchase the on Alibaba, the minimum order quantity for yeah. a lot of the stuff, because, again, yeah. we have box full of random stuff right uh the minimum order quantity was 500 right so that 19,500 number was to get the orders of 500 of all of the materials that we need and that was it it was no labor nothing that, it I feel was like for it us to make it in the garage and beer for our friends. yeah it may have covered right. that <laughs> right. which is how we were going to make it for yeah. as ambitious as your game is and all the parts that number seems low to me well, again, that number is not paying anyone right. for putting it all together. This it is, is we're going to make this exist in the world. The bare bones of what do we need to buy the material. So then you you make your money right away. Yeah. Then what's the rest of the month like? Gravy? No, it was just still so crazy. Like it was but still the so much. All, you're still getting more more money in, right? That you, so you yeah. ended up with more than you would more than your goal. Way more, yeah. yeah. So we made over a hundred and thirty-five thousand. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there were sort of, and there were some like peaks and ebbs. So yeah. Um, at one point, uh, Elon Lee backed our game. Yeah. Early. Or he really was like early. A day one backer. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so we reached out to him and said, you know, you don't have to wait to play. You know, would you like right. to play an early copy? And we did. And he is so many people. Um, but uh, you know, a lot, especially in the games world are so generous and kind and like want to help they each help other. each other it doesn't seem yeah. like there's like oh this is ours and we no. need to it doesn't it's seem cutthroat that way it's such a helpful community and everyone again going back to the blogs and there's a facebook group of tabletop games and it just really feels like everyone is there to try to help each other succeed which is so lovely which is ironic because a lot of people like to be competitive in games yeah but they're not competitive <laughs> 
around games. I think it may be that they get their competitiveness right. out in like a healthy way, and so then in their life they feel like they can. Be and they generous. want the whole. They want the whole sort of culture to do well. Yeah. And to be popular. And again, it's the whole like all boats rise together. Like the more bo- board game fans there are who are out there and loving the hobby, yeah, the better it is for everyone. And that's especially true in the escape room world where you can pretty much only play or solve it once. It's like. You want there to be a bunch of other good escape rooms around you, so people keep doing them, and then by the time your second room is open, they'll come back. And right, you don't want it to room. be a flash in the pan kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, talk to me about the physical production of all of the games that you had to put out. What was it like in here? Was it like a factory? Were you here? Oh no, no. Oh, oh no. no. So somewhere around, <laughs> I guess thousand? five, a thousand, five hundred games. So my husband is like. Kind of mean he's like, you know, I, I'm not drilling that many pins. I, I right. have a full time job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and Juliana and I had to sit down and have a real talk about like how how we how are we gonna do this? Um and so we started reaching out to companies that help you make it. So so we started by reaching out to American companies. No one in no American companies yeah we really wanted to do america and they were all like you have so many sourced items these are all going to be sourced from china make the game in china yeah we tried we tried uh but we did end up with an american company who's i guess sort of like a manager Mm -hmm. um they were called product greenhouse and what they did was find the factory to make it and then also find all the places to get the sourced yeah, they so sort of we, oversaw it. Yeah, we originally it. reached out to actual games manufacturers, yeah. and uh, the vast majority of them, even the ones in China, were like, this is way outside of our wheelhouse. Like, if you need cards and a board and some yeah. dice, maybe some minis, we can right. make that. Um, but the they just were not interested in our game. So this company, Product Greenhouse, they primarily do um, toys. And, and like science kits. Yeah. Right. Things with a lot of different parts. A lot of different They're parts all put together yeah. in a specific way. And so they, you know, they were able to find the factories that could do it and then um, went down that road with them. And that really, I mean, took over a good portion of our lives for, yeah. for the year after the Kickstarter of trying to make it because it's so complicated. And any other game... If it's missing a card or something's actually in the wrong box, yeah. like a wrong section of cards, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you'll just move it to the right section of cards. Oh, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect or the game is ruined. It doesn't work. Yeah. So it was a huge... We actually we got very far down the line with one factory and they were sending us samples and we were saying, oh, it's very close. It's just, you know, this paper needs to be in this envelope or that needs yeah. to be there. Um, and did that two or three times and then they said, we quit. This we're is out. too complicated. <laughs> we but you found your home. It. So, yeah, so then we found another factory. Product Greenhouse found another factory um, and they were able to actually do it manufacture it we made three thousand uh and got all of those out into and i never manufactured anything again never again. because it was <laughs> terrible you know what, what we love is designing and being creative and we spent a year with spreadsheets and testing locks by throwing them in the dryer because we couldn't figure out we kept getting these locks and it was the red ones, right? The red ones. Oh, and the, the red, red ones are always the worst. 
the red <laughs> blocks were kept coming in. And right. at first we were, we said, oh, you set the code wrong. Right. But then we realized, but they, they assured us, like, they had watched the code was not set wrong. So we were like, what is going on? And somehow in transit, the red locks were breaking. But I guess the other ones weren't. The black, and the black ones locks were weren't. And they assured, they were like, these are identical locks. And we took them apart. They sure looked identical. But we then put them all, but we were trying to figure this out. So we took all these locks and put them in the dryer in a box. We were, we were like, we're trying to mimic, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we're trying to mimic the, being on a boat. That, yeah, the boat yeah. and the truck yeah. and the train and yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And so we put them in and all of the red locks broke and all of the black locks didn't. And we were like, you know what? We don't know what it is, but the red locks are out. <laughs> like we out. cannot have so red locks in the, so it was just so much stuff like, like that, the back and forth of figuring it all out. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was quite a thing. And I will say we, you know, we then next part of the story, uh, licensed it to Mattel, which was incredible. I'm, I'm dying to get to that. Um, but when Mattel made it, they told us, this is the most complicated game we've ever made. And I felt so vindicated. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It was my first one and it yeah. was crazy hard. But no, it's not just because it was my first time. Mattel was like, yeah. this is insanely complicated. You guys are crazy. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. How long from the end of the Kickstarter till people were playing the game to getting them in their hands? So it was, the Kickstarter was February of 2016, game shipped into people's homes in August of 2017. Okay. And the main delay, because we, of course, we wanted to do it right, and we wanted yeah. to get it there before when we had said we would get it there. We gave ourselves a year, but really having that first factory that we got so far down, and yeah. then they quit on us, it, it did push it yeah. longer than we wanted. We were late. We were a few months late, but you know, I just got a Excuse Kickstarter um, arrive at my door. I was so pleased to get it. It was a year and a half late from a very big company. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you guys I, made it happen. Yeah, and it was really hard to make it happen. What's the most <laughs> thrilling part of watching people play? What What are the moments that you love the most? Well, we can't say exactly the moments we right. love the most but because it's spoilers. The kind of moments. Yeah. I mean, I just love, like, the moments of surprise when everyone is like, what? Yeah. Like, those are my favorite. I think when you played, yeah. I wish I had a camera on your friend at one of those moments when right. he was just like, what? Like, yeah. I love it when people are just so surprised and taken aback by what's in the game. I think my favorite moment is so often when um, a group of people get together to play this type of game. There's somebody who is like is the significant other of someone who's playing puzzles, right. and they sit down and they're like, "Happy to be here, but I'm bad at puzzles." Right. Almost always a female, and it's almost always a woman, which is sad. But they, you know, this happens in so many games that we watch, and then they're playing the game, and I love the moment when they see a puzzle and they're like, "Oh, give me that! I'm going to be great at that!" And they are, or they get, or there's something where they say, "Oh, well, maybe." to try this and generally they're talked over because they're not that into puzzles and then if they are heard and are correct and they like have that moment that boost of confidence yeah, yeah. Of, of seeing somebody be like oh wait maybe i am good at puzzles maybe this is something that is fun and that i can do is that's my favorite moment that's pretty awesome um is it 
It's cool that your mom's and you made this happen with everything going on. <laughs> it's madness. Do you feel like role madness. models to people? Do you feel like, do people, have you had other moms say to you, wow, you guys really inspired me? Um, yeah, we have. And we've given advice to other moms who want to get into the game space. And I think even larger than just being moms, like being female, I can't tell you how many times we've been at a convention or demoing the game or yeah. whatever it is. And people are like, oh, did Mattel hire you to come demo this? Or did your friend design this game? Right. Like, why are you oh, here? Are you the spokesmodel? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite was recently, I was like, no, I was the, uh, you know, I'm the creator, or we're the creators. And, and this guy was like, oh, you helped create the game? Like, there really? had to be a dude in there. There has the to be a dude. Where's yeah. the dude? Where's the dude? So I do feel like, you know, anytime we can kind of go and speak out in the world and be like, hey, we are game designers. Like, you can be female and design games, and you can be a mom and design games is, is really cool. During the Kickstarter, one of the uh, press pieces that we were the most excited about was uh, we were featured on Amy Poehler's Smart Girls for Galentine's Love it. Which is like... First of all, I didn't know there's such a thing as Valentine's Day. Gotta celebrate Valentine's Watch Day. Parks and Rec. It yeah. is an amazing show. Oh, yeah, and of course. everyone should watch it because it's just incredible. And did they have Valentine's <laughs> Day on Parks and Rec? Yes, it okay. comes from Parks and Rec. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's so cool, though. You, got, yeah. you made it on there. Yeah, so it was cool to be like, this is going to go out and a bunch of like teenage girls are going to see this and think like, Oh, like I never would have thought that this could be a career. And right. so to kind of be out there and being like, hey, you're a young girl and you like games, like you could make the game. Yeah. Talk to me about Mattel. How does that happen? Well, it's it's a couple different things. Um, we had a family friend who used to work at Mattel who saw our Kickstarter and said, oh, I, you know, I would love to introduce you to someone over there. But I think the bigger part of it was one of our backers is the head of games development at Mattel, Brian Yu, and he's just so cool. Um, so between those two things, we got into Mattel to do a play test, and they played the game and loved it, and pretty much, you know, offered to license it, you know, in the room. Yeah, they offered to license it in the room, and we both come from Hollywood. Right, we, we bought it in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. come from Hollywood as backgrounds and as writers, and we were both just like. Okay, everyone's always really nice in the room. Like, yeah. let's, let's see yeah. what actually happens. Um, but then, you know, it turned out to be real and amazing. When you go in to do a play test for Mattel, it's like an audition. Like, are yeah. you just mm. a nervous wreck? So nervous. Like, and, are you double checking every and, lock and everything? And I don't remember being nervous. Of course, you weren't nervous. Right. I was nervous. Brian Yu, the head of games that she mentioned, is like a puzzle genius right and so he was did we know that at the time no though? we didn't know that but what would happen is like he was in the corner solving things left and right and like these amazing moments like he would get them and we'd be like did you all just see what happened <laughs> like because right. we wanted to make sure everyone else got to see like those fun amazing moments that we put in the game that like groups normally are all like huddled around trying right. to make it happen and then he just individually is like zoop, zoop, solving it all yeah so how many people is a sweet spot for you guys to play the game because when we did it i think there was like eight when we did the test for you yeah the second game it's structured differently yeah so i'd say uh for the second game it's probably more in the six to eight range. But the first game, I would say, is four to six. Yeah. Four to six, the game that's on shelves now. Yes. yes. 
You could go out and buy it right now at your local Target. Right yeah. now. So go, go, go run to Target. It's so on sale on Target.com right now, actually. What is it? How much does it go for on Target.com? It's like $17.50 or $18. Holy it's so cheap right now on Target.com. I don't know how they can do it, but you should definitely go buy it there. So That might have been this weekend. They had a big sale this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. May not. But, I mean, even the the game is marked at twenty nine ninety nine. Our Kickstarter was 45 and our pre-orders were $60. So right. it's a huge bargain compared to that. Yeah, from back in the day. Is this the first Christmas people will be able to buy it in a store? So they could pre-order it last Christmas. Right. It didn't from get, Amazon. From right. Amazon. It did not get delivered in time for Christmas. So, yes, this is the first this one. This is the first Christmas. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Just imagine people opening it up on the, over the holidays. I know. Hopefully we'll get some pictures. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What are the moments where you guys look at each other and go, hmm. <laughs> like... Definitely on the shelves at Target. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, Ariel... And tar- it's Target. It's not Walmart. Yeah. I mean, the fantasy is Target. The fa- yeah, definitely. We are thrilled that it's Although, it actually, it is on the shelves at Walmart. Somebody yeah. told me. Yes. What? I forgot what? to tell you. No. Sorry. I didn't hear yeah. about this. It's on, it's at Walmart and Barnes & Noble, too. I know about Barnes & Noble, but I didn't know about Walmart. Someone so told me they saw it at Walmart. Wow. Um, I asked them to send me a picture. Maybe that's why I haven't told you yet. Yeah. We, the picture. we literally found out because it was posted on, like, a board game Facebook page of someone just took a picture of their Target games and was like, hey, wow, looks like my Target's really getting a cool new selection of games. Like that, it was just posted on, and I was like, that's our game. It's on the show. I was like, Ariel, you have to, I was in Lake Arrowhead at the time. Like there's no Target around there. I was like, Ariel, you have to go to Target. You have to look right now. That's incredible. When would that have been? Earlier this year? That was, yeah, this summer. Yeah. June or July of the summer. Um, so there's that. And then I think there's a lot of moments, um, you know, we kind of each in the company have our own specialties of what we do, but both of us love the actual puzzle design and structure of the game flow and all of that. So we pretty much always do that together. Um, and there's definitely moments where we'll just kind of be going off of each other's ideas and kind of building and just look at each other and be like, you believe this is our job like we can't <laughs> do this as a job and it's it's just so fun i think being in um the netherlands was like the, so we were flown to the netherlands for an international escape room conference yes. to give a talk i so saw that on your website that you was guys... i think that was the big moment for me i was like i'm being flown internationally as an expert <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah that was amazing and then you came up with your talk what did you talk about so we did two talks, actually. We did one talk on playtesting because, right. you know, I think a lot of escape rooms will do kind of like soft testing and then they'll have, um, they'll open and then they can, of course, continue to tweak it as right. much as they need to as people play. And it's right and something that they should do. But I think uh, the thought is that some escape rooms open too early right. and need they, to they, do they more playtesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so because, you know, in our line of products that we put out you need to have it perfect because you can't change it once it's out so we do an incredible and intensive amount of playtesting um so we did a talk on playtesting and then we did another talk on alternative lines of escape room business so ariel and i are always like well we don't want to actually run a room and deal with like staff and payroll and all of that sort of stuff but uh, we love 
the escape room industry and we love creating escape room style stuff so you know we've done stuff for galas we've customized rooms for people we've just done a lot of things that are in the escape room world that are not running an escape yeah you're not running a store yeah so it was here's there's a whole bunch of things you can do that will allow you to design and create escape room style experiences without opening up a room there you go do you you ever do like corporate events or things like that is that kind of the world of what you might do we've done experiences we've done galas yeah Yeah. um and we did we've done galas we've done weddings and marriage proposals weddings Oh, that's the most fun. Yeah. It's not it's not our main it's not business. The most lucrative. It's 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 super fun though. It's sort so of what um something we were talking about earlier where it's a lot of time right. um, for not that much money, but right. we just love it. Yeah, so for weddings we'll do like uh puzzle quests or centerpiece puzzles. So it's puzzles are the perfect way to kind of bring a bunch of people who don't know each other together and right. give them an activity and something to do. So we make entirely personalized escape room experiences for weddings where it's either like a quest through the whole wedding weekend or it can just be something that's you know happening at the reception that everyone works on. Um, and we take everything that the couples love and their history and just focus it all on that. That's kind so of amazing. Fun. Yeah, we love it. I love that. You, your company's called Wild Optimist? Yes. yes. Okay, now where did you come up with the name? Uh, that's from me. Okay. <laughs> you may be able to tell Ariel is more the Wild Optimist. Right, you're the warrior. The you're the researching <laughs> yeah. and the warrior. I feel like totally. you're figuring out the vibe. Yeah, yeah. sure. So this all started, um, when this all started, sorry, uh, okay. for the... If you don't edit this, I can hear my baby uh, coughing in the background, and I'm now looking at the monitors to see if she's okay. She appears to be fine. Um, when this all started, Julianne and I were texting about how if this could be a thing, and you know about all of it. And um, I famously said, "I think we'd be great." And we and we were great. When you say this, you mean as a company? Well, that yeah. was just about even making the yeah. first game yeah. because, of course, me being the warrior, I was like, well, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if we're qualified to do this and all of that. So, or you know, if it's what we talked about earlier, like, could we even do a Kickstarter because it's a lot of time and effort, and yeah. it you know it might fail terribly. Right. But I think we'd be great. I think think it'd be great. That should be your tagline. (laughs) So Ariel has always been the wild optimist in the group, and it has taken us very, very far. So we thought it was a good name. So Mattel comes on. They want to license it. They want to partner with you guys. Yeah. Um, What are they like to work with? How how much back and forth is there? What's that relationship like? So first of all, there is back and forth, which we are so grateful for, because I think you... I guess I don't know if we've heard stories, but there's an assumption that a company like Mattel buys right. your game, and that's it. They don't need you anymore. They have their people. They're just going to say, you know, yeah. go off. But we have it now. But that yeah. is not at all what our experience has been. They are incredibly collaborative. Um, they brought us in. I mean, they brought us in for the white sample. Yeah, of the it's, game. it's amazing because they're located. What's a white sample? I'm sorry. So the white sample of a game is when they haven't printed anything yet. They're just literally showing the materials. So you get a white box 
you get all of the papers cut to the size that they will be white in the place. Oh, so I love it. It's, it's sort it's of like just a totally the unprinted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, and they're right in El Segundo, so yeah. we can go down and you know meet with them on everything. And they were just so collaborative. They brought us in every step of the way and had us you know look over every you know because they changed all the artwork, so we right. looked over all the artwork they made a few changes to the game um and truly these are people who i am so like complimented and honored that they bring us in because these are people who have so much game design experience yeah brian you actually is a spiel de jar which is like he's a spiel de jar winner which is the essentially the oscars of game so it is the international like best game award and he has won that award um and he's just incredible and then uh nick hayes is uh kind of the game designer assigned to the game so he made the changes and he is so cool and so knowledgeable and basically ariel and i just spent a lot of time trying to plot like how can we be better friends with them because we think they're so cool (laughs) and then we have a lot of we have a bunch of other people on our team who aren't specifically game designers so you know our artist david and mary and inventor relations course i didn't even know inventor relations was a thing this is all but like yes so our inventor relations a woman is named naomi and she's just like our champion yeah (laughs) she's incredible and so our whole team is just really great and fun and nice just really cool yeah It's, it's different than hollywood it's so different the right. games industry is very different you work as writers before yeah. yeah um yeah so it's just lovely working with them i love that yeah now when somebody licensed your game when do you get your first check from mattel so when they licensed it we yeah. got a uh a fee which is in advance against royalty so it's right. a lot you mentioned like you published a, like, a book yeah, it's, it's like a lot a like that so, yeah, yeah yeah okay so you see you do you don't have to wait for a long time you get something you get an advance up front and then you watch the royalties and you're like we're we gonna hit the advance okay now we're getting money again right. from the royalties yeah and then you get royalties like like a broker exactly or anything like that. yeah, so, yeah it depends like on how well it does yeah i love it right. so how much of your time now is dedicated to your your company and your career and your games and stuff like that all of it when i'm not raising my children right. i would say i have no time like people say oh have you watched you know game of thrones or whatever yeah. shows like whatever shows have come out i don't even know right. because i don't watch tv or movies or any of that anymore it's all like dis- yeah. our job um or you know doing stuff with my kids there you go yeah, would you agree? Yeah, no, that's exactly the same. Yesterday, I was actually, I was sick yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so I called in a sick day, which I haven't done. And I actually sat in bed and read a book. Oh, my God. How dare I yeah. know. It was so, because, because I wasn't, I was, like, not feeling well enough to look at a screen. Right. And so I had to read a book. Like, but it's I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. And I got to read a book. I read like 200 pages. It was incredible. But now I don't know when I'm going to finish it. It's yeah, no, you're, page, never, you're but... never going to finish that book. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing. Yeah. I used to spend all day reading. But I feel very lucky that our job is in the field of recreation. So we yes. still do get to see our friends. It's just we're dragging them to escape rooms or making them play test our games. Right. 
uh, or play or have them. game nights. I mean, game or nights, have game yeah. nights. Yeah, where we're researching other games that are out there. And you do all of that stuff. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd be entrepreneurial? Did they, Did you always think I would like to have my own? No. So we also have very different stories on this. I always, always was like, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. That is my plan. That is what I want to do. Like. Even my plan was to do just what Audrey Hepburn did and be a super successful actress and then stop and raise my children. Wow, pull an Audrey. Yes, I was going to pull an Audrey. (laughs) Um, And then I, this kind of all just happened like right. as we, it was just, I destroyed she plan. destroyed <laughs> well I mean you already moved past the actress thing I had yeah. I, didn't, I didn't destroy the actress no. I did destroy the stay at home mom yeah, yeah no I was in 100% stay at home mom mode and then this just happened and I just love it so much like it still feels like a made up career to say I design games and experiences yeah. like it's it's so fun and I love it so much and I, I couldn't picture it any other way at this point I love it. What do you think the takeaway is of your story for people listening? You know what I mean? Like, what's mm-hmm. the, this is a great example of. For me, for me especially, this is a great <laughs> example of stop doubting yourself and just do it. Because I completely went into this being like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, the research says we have to have this much. And I don't have a back, you know, I don't feel qualified. And then looking and being like, no, you know what? I'm totally qualified because I come at this with such passion and such love of escape rooms and games and all of that. So, And it's a narrative game form and you're a writer. Yes. And you've been playing games all your life and you're an incredible puzzle solver and you just sit there and do these really puzzle books that I can't focus on to save my <laughs> life for fun. Right. Yeah, it's true. And so you realize like, oh, you can always doubt yourself, but you should just do it to put a mini Ariel in your head. That's I know. I was like, I <laughs> yeah. want one of those. It's a pretty Where great thing to have. Where do I get a mini Ariel? <laughs> so that's my takeaway yeah. from this whole thing. Uh, that was so Told sweet. You so. Is that your sweet. takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. What's my takeaway? Um, you know, my story is a little different. I was, I was really focused on having a career as a writer when all of this came up, and. I've been very, I I think I didn't uh, jump all the way in as, maybe as quickly as I should. It was sort of like a speeding train that I felt like I couldn't get off, but I, and I still miss writing, but um, I felt, I just kept feeling like, well, I need to get back to writing. I need to get back to writing. Like, this is, you know, as soon as the Kickstarter is done, I'm going to get back to pitching. And then as soon as, you know. Right. Uh, and I think that there's something to be said for looking at where you are and what you're doing and saying, whatever happened before this, and uh, Teresa Rebeck wrote an amazing essay that covers this much better and more eloquently. She's a writer. Yeah, what she's does she a, write, though? She, she's a playwright. She's a playwright. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She worked on Smash. Yeah, she's the creator of Smash. Yes. yes. Um, but she's a, and she's a playwright, <laughs> and she wrote this really compelling essay that is the point I'm about to make, but much better. Um, Stop doubting yourself. No, <laughs> you're okay. gonna make it beautifully. Oh, thank you. But really, she's she's really an incredible yeah, she's writer. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that I, to some extent, was looking, wanted to go back to being a writer specifically for TV because that was that had been my plan and that's what I was gonna do and I couldn't let that go. Right. 
and I, I'm still having difficulty letting that go and saying, this is a cool career and I get to spend time with my kids, which I wouldn't get to do. Yeah. And I'm having a lot of fun and we've risen really far and there's a lot of great stuff about and the this. And people are nicer. And the people are super nice. Although, you know, there's, there's a I mean, lot of you, really nice TV writers. Sure. Yeah. yeah it's, but you never know, though. You never know job to job. Yes. If it's going to be... That's absolutely true. You know? There's a lot of wonderful people in TV, yeah. but yes, a lot of not, too. Um, but I think that I just... I think my takeaway is, like, you should really... This sounds so California, New Agey. Look at where you are in the moment and say... And, you know, be happy in the moment instead of holding on to a previous... Something from before yeah. um, that might be holding you back or wishing... For something that is completely outside and really probably won't make you happier, but it's you know you have to look at where you are. Right. Well, we come See, up. That with wasn't the... eloquent at all. No, no that was really rambling. Did right. it better. Yeah. <laughs> we come up with these dreams though, and it's like, oh, it's my dream. I can't let go of my dream. Yeah. Right. Then... You're not supposed to ever yeah. let go of your dream, and right. if it's your dream, it's not supposed to change. Right. No, and also. The gods of karmic show businessness will shine on you if you're really devoted. It's not about how hard you work or how good you are or how lucky you get. It's that devotion, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's slightly about how hard you work and right. how much you debase yourself. <laughs> no, what, what, no <laughs> at least how a much little you debate bit. yourself. But yet we tell ourselves, I, if I want it the most, or if I'm, if I, I like this other thing, but I can't like it too much. I don't know. I'm well, any or sense. I like this other thing, but it came awfully easily, so it can't right. be worth it. Yeah. But don't you find that you use your storytelling, you use your writing, you use your acting, like it, you find ways that it comes into play? Well, especially in this particular genre. I right. mean, all of our games, but particularly in Escape, if we're working on some other games right now, have right. stories. They involve an incredible amount of writing. And Watch this. To get back to the replayability of our game, yes. <laughs> uh, our first game is replayable. You can print out the materials. Right. And there is a script that you can print out. On oh, escaperoominabox.com. Yeah, escaperoominabox.com. Uh, <laughs> so I really enjoyed writing the script, uh, yeah. which Juliana let me do. Um, <laughs> and that script is, if you play again, you can play as the antagonist. Ooh. Um, and so you play as the evil doctor, Cynthia Naw, okay. mad scientist werewolf. I have a Cynthia Naw in me. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I've, I've seen you your Rapunzel. I know <laughs> Thank you have you. a Cynthia Naw in we you. We read a fairy tale <laughs> murder mystery the other night. Um, that's really cool. Where Juliana was playing Ariel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It got a little confusing. Um, so is there plans for a sequel? Like, <laughs> yeah, we are uh, working on a second game, yeah. um, so we're really excited about it. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Do they are they calling you about other stuff? Are they like get me? You know, wild optimist all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no but we did win the um, game of the year award at That's the Encanto Awards. Yeah, that was really. Were you exciting. there in person? Yes. yes, it's an actual like award and the nominees ceremony. Are... Yeah, with a trophy. It's the cutest. Oh, it was even better ever. than that because they put together a puzzle to show to like do the lead up. Yes. Ugh. So they were like. 
so you might not know what a rebus is. And then they do the series of puzzles, and the answer at the end was the Escape from the Bronx, yeah. the werewolf experiment. It was at what first I was like, like so cute. at first I was like, yeah, we were yeah. like at our table. We were like, I was like, this was my feels mom. this feels Who like our game. And then the rebus started going in this whole other direction. I was like, oh wait, maybe it's a different. How game. many nominees are there? I mean, I think they said there's 14 independent. Uh, games from independent publishers right. uh, this past year. I don't don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. But is it like a thing where there are five nominees and you know who you're up against, or is it sort of like you're uh, up against every other game, game that, that came out that year? For, yeah, from you, an you had that award show moment where you it got to go so up and cool. give a speech and yeah. we got a trophy. You don't get it. a lot of trophies in your adult life. No, no not enough. You never do. And <laughs> we totally so like. We had talked about it and we were like, but no, we can't prepare a speech. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. We, I was like, we cannot prepare a speech because right. that will be the worst if, right. you know, we don't win and then we'll have the stupid speech and we'll be right. so sad. So we did not prepare a speech and then we left people out of our thank yous. Oh. <laughs> it happens. It that's happens. all of the, it happens to the biggest stars. You know, it does. All right. You picked some questions from the observation deck. Um, if there was a doll of you that talked, what would it say when you pulled the string? I think we'd be great. <laughs> uh, I love that. I think we'd be great. Um, what was your most memorable Halloween costume? Oh, so I used to make all of these insane Halloween costumes with my cousin, like from scratch. And I actually one year made an, a Uno dress. I literally made a dress out of Uno cards. Oh my god! And so to oh now, god. like years later, be at the company that makes Uno, and that was my Halloween costume. It's a full circle it moment. It's a full circle. It's, it's very like exciting. what was it? Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. The woman wore a, a dress to the Oscars yes, made of American Express I remember cards. that. Like yeah. Where is your Uno dress? It should be in a museum. Oh, those things were be. made with so much tape. You literally yeah. had to cut them off it was you a at the end of, of the night. Yeah, yeah, it was a one-time special. I love that you were... Did you tell the Uno dress story at Mattel? Oh, no. See, maybe if I'd written a speech, I would have put it in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good... For your next speech. That's a good one. Um, have you ever been starstruck? Yes. Yeah. So this happened at the LARP uh, right. that we were just mentioning. Yes. Uh, Felicia Day was there. Okay. Who I'm a really big fan of. Uh, I've read her book. Like, I've watched The Guild. I've watched Buffy. I think she's amazing. Right. And she was there. And there had been a time when um, Geek and Sundry, her company, where she, I don't think she's with anymore. But um, I'm not sure. But I'm not yeah. sure, actually. So I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But was talking about acquiring the game. Right. They're not. But so, um, so I went up to introduce myself to her because I knew yeah. she like played the game, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I my name's Ariel. I made Escape from Box. It's really nice to meet you." She says, "Oh, we've met before." Mm -hmm. I was like, "What?" No. Uh, and what I wanted to say was, "No, I'm a really big fan. I definitely right. would know." And I think I just mumbled something about like, "No, we definitely haven't." Or like, <laughs> yeah. it was terrible. But it was terrible, and it was awkward, and I feel like so stupid about it um and the rest of the conversation just went downhill from there with me mumbling right um but you couldn't tell it you didn't want to say no you're wrong that's not a good no I, I should have said but i should have been like oh this must be how you feel yeah like right this is how you know but i think what happened was she must have seen our kickstarter see there you go or she met juliana previously because no one can tell us apart true yeah, it happens <laughs> Okay, have you ever won anything like the lottery or a game show prize or anything like that? So on my bucket list, 
uh, years before I became a game designer was right. to go on a game show and win money. I was like, I should do that. And I did. I went on one versus 100 and I won $25,000. Wow, congrats. Thanks. I, what did you do what did you do with the money? So, oh, I was like lived off of it. Yeah. I didn't do anything extravagant and That's fun. okay. <laughs> it was great though. It was so fun. I knocked out 82 people and I was like, okay, I'm going to quit while I'm at 25,000. Is that trivia? Like yeah. questions? Yeah, yeah it that is. was good. Deb and I bonded over our shared love of the $25,000 pyramid. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's nice. part of our yeah. lore. Yes. yes. No, I love game shows. We um I have the home game, and we got together to play it, and we were trying to find some other people to play it. And then we realized, if we don't invite other people, then we get twice as many turns, and we get to do it all. So That's we quit inviting up. Awesome. That sounds like a Juliana strategy. It's true, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I want to see all the things. Yeah, I want, yeah. I want to see all the things. Um, what was your lowest point professionally? That one was mine. That's always a fun card. Yeah, especially to yeah. end on. Gosh, yeah. we should feel find something upbeat. Um, <laughs> I will so, find something upbeat. I have a I have a wrap up question. Oh, okay. 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 Um, my lowest moment professionally was that I was laid off on my maternity leave from my first job. So this was after I met Juliana, but before we were designing games together. Right. Um, I was working. I was working as an exec because um, I wanted benefits. Right. Nice to have. Um, but it was a company where I, I thought there was going to be some writing opportunities. And um, I got laid off on my maternity leave. How did you find it out? I think he told me out. He must have told me on the phone. Yeah. Um, I don't remember because my son was like a month old. And wow. that's not a period of your Such life that blur. you remember. Yeah. Uh, I think that talking to people, I think this happens a lot more um, than anyone realizes. Because everyone's like, oh, it's legal. But actually, it's only illegal in certain circumstances and it was not illegal in this case. It was not a circumstance um, that was legal. So there wasn't anything to be done about it and mm. it was, yeah, it really sucked because I had thought that I was going to go back to work after yeah. you know, three months or, or whatever and um, I thought that that was, you know, my plan was always to be a working mom. Yeah. So suddenly I wasn't and suddenly I was a stay-at-home mom which... Becoming a mom already completely changes your identity, mm -hmm. and then to be a stay-at-home mom when I'd, all, well, you know, I started working when I was like fourteen, right? And I suddenly didn't have a job, and didn't have a good way to find a job because I had an infant was just a real, real blow to my like self identity. And there's that. What am I going to do? Yes. You know, how did you sort of bounce back with that in terms of career? Um. <laughs> Did you take any other jobs, or was it? The, the, no, this the was the along? next job because yeah. I looked at other jobs, and the daycare situation in America is horrible. Right, uh, and any other job wouldn't have really covered. Like, wouldn't have paid. Yeah, what, it, it, it wouldn't have. It would have, or it would have just covered sending right. my son to daycare, and I decided I'd rather be with him. Yeah. Um. But we weren't sure, like, we are a family that needs two incomes, so right. we weren't sure how long that, that was going to last. But that was, it was really hard. I wrote, I mean, I wrote some scripts. Yeah. I went out and pitched. Yeah. Um, and then I, and then Julia, and then, Julia, the, and then, and then we launched Kickstarter. And then I right? jumped on a speeding train. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll, it's going to be great. We're going to be yeah. great. What is yeah. it? I want to just yeah. keep saying that in my head. I think we'd be great. I think yeah. we'd be great. I love that. 
Um, so, but what about the boss that fired you? Do you think he uh, is going to buy Escape Room in a box for Christmas? <laughs> I mean, I he was really him. into board games. <laughs> He's really into board games. So, yeah. I think there's a decent chance that yeah. he at least heard of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get a sense that your kids see you doing this and think, wow, that's cool, or you can do something. What do you think it's modeling for Oh, kids? absolutely. Yes. Wait, Juliana, do you... We have I so guess many things It's a to podcast, so you can't show any pictures, but Juliana... Well, I can take a picture and post it yeah. with the podcast. There's, I mean, there's just so many times when our yeah. kids have been making, like, puzzles and treasure hunts for yeah. us. Yeah, my kids... Yeah, both of our kids make... They're like, look, Mom, I made a puzzle. I made, you know, it's a treasure hunt. And both of my kids have told me that, well, okay, a few things. One, I told my son that there was a giant Hot Wheel track at my work. And he was like, he thought about it and he took it in. And like days later, he was like, but why are there werewolves at your work? He's like, I really want to see the Hot Wheel track, but I don't want to see the werewolves. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, the, the werewolves aren't, aren't real werewolves, but the Hot Wheel track is real. Um, and when they, you go to Mattel's or a giant Hot Wheels track? There's a giant Hot, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels are the track. best. Yeah. So much better than Matchbox. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and they've both told me that when they grow up, they want to come work with me and make games. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> My son, um, I mean, I've seen such amazing videos of him like presenting <laughs> the, my like most complicated puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he, you know, he'll come home and he'll be like, okay, mommy, I want you to do my favorite oh. was when he was trying to like put make like put together a puzzle as in make a puzzle, which is often the biggest puzzle itself is like just figuring out how to put together the puzzle. Right. And he was like, Ugh, it's just too hard, mommy. Uh, how old are your kids? <laughs> uh, I have a seven and four year old. Seven and four. I have a one and four year old. Yeah. You have the fours overlap. They yes. hang out. Yeah, no, yes. those they yeah, they are such yeah. buds. It's so cute. Yeah. They like put their arms around each other. We've thrown them together yeah. so much. And it could have gone terribly. But... I mean, at times it did go terribly. There was yeah. there was fighting. There was sure. accusations of okay. fighting. There, there was, was framing for biting. Framing. This sounds like big little lies all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, which you probably didn't see because you're so busy. No, but I did read the book. I, good, I listened right? to excellent. the audiobook. I still go. have time to listen. To yeah. 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 Because you still have to like fold laundry yeah. and stuff. Well, you have yeah. to drive to your house all the time. I drive <laughs> to your house too. Uh, how can people find out more about what you do? You've got escapeinabox.com. Yes. So that's where you can find out about the game. If you want to find out about us, you can go to wildoptimist.com. Um, you can also check us out on uh, Instagram at, at the Wild Optimist. We are on Twitter at, at escape room in box because escape room in a box was too long so we're at escape room in box and then we are on facebook you can like the facebook page for escape room yeah. in a box we run that um and we are juliana ariel on facebook there you yeah go. and the wild i mean brief plug uh yeah, the wild optimist which is you know our new company is very cool we've gotten because of the tabletop game We've been allowed to expand into gamification and um, creation of all kinds of immersive experiences. So we're actually going to speak at the Immersive Design Summit um, this fall or in February. Wait, February. Yep. In San it. Francisco, that should be super cool. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, so it's it's been really cool because we've been able to move from the table to larger spaces yeah. and all kinds of different worlds and different and meet and work with all kinds of creative. People, uh, it's opened up all these other opportunities. Yeah, yeah. That's 
That's so cool. Everything is better with games in it. Everything yes. is better. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's been so fun to talk to you and really inspiring um, and exciting. And I'm so excited for what you've created and, and people can have over Christmas. Thank you. Last question. Why do you love games? Slash puzzle. <laughs> Um, I love using my brain in a different way than I get to uh, on a regular basis. I love the social camaraderie cooperative aspect of watching your friends shine and then being able to shine in front of your friends. Um, I love the challenge of them. I love the part where you were saying you love watching your your friends shine. This is because we've been playing too many cooperative games. I like battling my friends. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love that when you're playing a game, you it's not a great time to pick up your phone or do something else. You really have to focus on what you're doing, and it allows you to enter this mini world that is something different. Yeah. Um, but is still social. Right. Yeah, I used to say escape rooms are my meditation because I can't meditate, like I, I right. cannot. Uh, but it, it allows me to be present, like fully in the, in the moment, moment, like just, yeah. you know, with what's in front of me. Yeah. And I love it. And we have so much fun. I mean, we are playing Pandemic Legacy Season 2 right now, which we have saved the world on this very table. <laughs> no, I, felt, I felt like there was a little tingle. Yeah, that's awesome. But I would say, you know, we play. That's what you end up playing for a couple hours a session, and yeah. we don't pick up our phone the whole time. No, yeah, yeah. And that's it's, really cool. It's really fun. That's one of the nicest things to be part of, in terms of feedback for our game is like, did nobody talk about Trump for a couple of hours? Yeah. And nobody picked up their phone, and I think people long for that kind of connection. And your Absolutely. game, especially, you get to learn so much more about your friends. Thank you. It's fun. We're we're into it. So you guys are definitely a big inspiration. Congrats on all you've you've achieved. Thank you for uh, doing the podcast. Go pick up Escape Room in a Box. It's at your neighborhood Target and maybe at your neighborhood Walmart. (laughs) And Barnes & Noble. It's definitely at Barnes & Noble. I love it. All right. Are there any Barnes & Noble blocks? There's like a couple. There's a few. Yeah, they're out there. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks again to Arielle Rubin and Juliana Patel. Pick up their game, Escape Room in a Box. It makes an excellent holiday gift, too. All right, so this happened. I was racking my brain trying to think of something fun that happened, like I ran into a celebrity somewhere. I just missed Angelina Jolie at the Grove with about six of the kids, but I didn't see her, so that's not really a story. And I realized that my my past month has been taken up a lot with uh, the game and also the Imagine Life podcast, but I want to just tell you a little bit more about how all the game stuff has come together. Um, Last week, I got to be a guest on the Derek and Romaine show, which uh, some of you may have listened to. You may be regular listeners to it. Some of you may have discovered me through them. Uh, Anyway, I got to be a guest on there, and their listeners went crazy with the pre-orders, and it was like being on a telethon, actually on the air, watching the orders come in on my computer. So um, we got a nice big push right at the end before our deadline. And uh, so if you're a... Derek and Romaine listener and a Dennis Anyone listener, thank you so much for for your support. They were, it was amazing. It was kind of like just a, it was like that rush of being on Home Shopping Network and orders are coming in. I don't know. It was super fun. Um, And then we got our magnets in that go with the pre-order things. They turned out really good. Our little things, we're getting all our details put together and um, we're all very excited about it. So it's been, uh, you know, when I started out the year, I put a picture of the game cover at the time that we the art that we had uh like in christmas wrapping because i wanted it to exist in time for the holidays and lo and behold 
It is. It's going to happen. We think. We still. <laughs> Apparently, they are in a warehouse down by LAX now, and they'll be coming on a truck to us in the next few days. So, um, yeah. So dreams can almost come true. It hasn't quite happened yet, but we're we're. Uh, I can see, we can see it from here. So, um, thanks for your patience in uh, not having episodes for a while of the podcast. And if you pre-ordered the game, thank you so much for your support. I'm really super excited about it and um that's it for now thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time on dennis anyone bye